We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It feels like Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami. Welcome to the Miami Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Carlo Navas. And with me today, this may look like the pregame show crew, but it's not. We have, we have the flagship podcast out here. Uh, to my left is my co-host, trash tweeter, Jack Alfonso. What's up? Uh, Jack, you're going to get your own pregame show. We are we are very close to getting uh, your, your own Weird Elf pregame show off the ground and running. Uh, that is exciting. Can't wait. Um, so close, I can almost taste it ready for it couple weeks guys we're getting all this stuff ready so we can have a really fun kind of wacky pregame show that is very us uh on the bottom of the screen it's our 2k coach frankie yeah we beat the knicks let's get it two game winning streak on deck uh chat's excited for lowry to the heat uh because of the rumors today uh little spoon roy says bring back babbitt uh, <laughs> we have a wide range of things going on in chat. And if you want to participate in our chat, uh, watch our podcast live. We stream them on Twitch every time. We tweet out the links on Miami Heatbeat at MIA Heatbeat on Twitter. Uh, and our Twitch account is on twitch.tv slash MIA Heatbeat. So check us out. We have a lot of fun there. Uh, we actually have a couple things. Uh, I just had a call with, uh, with Brian M. You may know him from Twitch chat and our moderator. He's also like kind of our stream produce executive stream producer slash consultant uh we have some cool stuff coming that's going to make the streams look a lot better so we're really we want like almost professional quality um chat saying that there's youtube videos on how to do my beard i'm letting it grow uh why, why are we judging uh I, i'm you know I'm, I'm trying my best to grow it out here 
Let's start with the, so we're going to get into trade stuff probably on the back half of the show. Let's start with the basketball because the Heat are on a two game winning streak. And that's, uh, that's, <laughs> listen, uh, maybe in yonder years, that wouldn't be such a big deal, but they have not been very good uh, this year. So a two game winning streak is very much welcome, Frankie. And I think it's, this is going to sound kind of cliche to say because, you know, I think we kind of fancy ourselves a more analytical show. They're just fucking playing a little harder. They're playing a little better. They're playing more attentive. And I think we can get into some of the X's and O's stuff, but I think it just starts with they're just they're just trying harder. Yeah, and it starts with Jimmy and Bam. There definitely has been a change in their effort levels and uh, aggression in the last two games. They're leading the way. Tyler's been a lot better off the bench, more a lot more comfortable. Um, you know, everybody – shots are falling – all these little things, the defense looks more intense, you know, stuff like that, uh, that we've been asking for that should not be, I mean, the shots falling is the only thing that you could really say, Hey, you know, you can't rely on that every game, but the defensive effort, the aggression, all that stuff is repeatable. Uh, it can be consistent. It's just on them. And these guys haven't shown it up until this point, And it's glad I'm glad it's finally here. Well, I would argue the shots aren't even falling that much, right? Like, I mean, Duncan was kind of slumping before yeah. and he shot four for 10 the other day, which is like, I mean, I think you should be able to expect him to, you know, shoot 40%. And like Kelly went two for nine. Like, I think if you are going to be encouraged by something, it is the fact that like, they aren't like light lights out from mm-hmm. three, like they, they are shooting better than they have. But I think this is like more of what, we should be able to expect from them in terms of shooting. Um, but like, yeah, it all starts with the intensity. Jimmy um, has clearly been um, eager to get some wins together. I think they all have, <laughs> but like you can see that he's really bodying dudes. Um, the zone worked really well last game, particularly because I think everybody was playing with uh, an intensity that we haven't seen all season that they were like trapping really well and that they were, like, really getting after it. These are all, like, you know, dumb platitudes. But I think everybody saw it, right, that they were playing harder. And the real question is if they're going to play this hard on Tuesday against the same team that's going to adjust and kind of be looking to get a win right off of that loss. I like the trap. I love that you mentioned the trapping because that's not something they've done a lot. And and they do – you know, we're used to the big three teams where they have those really aggressive traps when it's Chris Bosch and Dwayne Wade or Chris Bosch and LeBron. So you have all this length. I thought Olinick did a great job of really botting up the trap. And, and again, it's just Alfred Payton and it's Emmanuel quickly, right? It's not these, you know, pick apart passers. You know what I mean? It's not CB3 or anything. Uh, or, or, or even like a guy like Victor Oladipo, right? Like just like kind of these next tier kind of playmakers. But I think it was pretty. I thought it was pretty interesting that they that they threw that out there. They tried it. I thought they ran it well. There's only one time that it really got burned uh, off a of Taj Gibson kind of short roll to the cutting. Uh, what's that? Uh, Opie Toppin, right? They got a little Opie Toppin action on the on the yeah. roll on the on the baseline roll. So I thought it was really effective. I thought Olenek. So I know we mentioned this on Hangover Time, uh, but J Nico Twenty on Twitter tweeted at the Heatbeat account uh, some interesting Olenek stats. So from the season start to January 13th. So when like everybody was healthy, uh, they were shooting Kelly Olenek was shooting 40% from three on seven attempts from January 13th through January 26th, which is essentially that two and a half week period that everyone was sick. He shot 13%, 16% from three on five attempts. 
And then since January 26th, since everybody got healthy again, he's about at 46% on seven attempts. Uh, that tells me a couple things. That tells me that Olenek's still, still good. That tells me that Olenek needs the spacing of other guys and, and, and better playmakers to get him the ball. And if he's going to at least survive on defense, which these last couple games he has, and again, it's just the Wizards. It's just the Knicks. Let's calm. Let's not make any assumptions. But, you know, last year I thought he was survivable on defense. And if he could be that way, Frankie, uh, that is a huge plus because they need something at power forward. They need anything. Yeah, he's and historically he's been a very good team. Uh, not very good, but a solid team defender. You know, he's not going to hurt you there. He's he knows his rotations. He'll take his charges. Uh, he's he's usually pretty good there. Uh, and then it it it's well enough. He's good enough that offensively, what he brings you, uh, it, it's uh, it's a lot more. And so the net rating will be very positive. Because uh, you know the, they do historically score well, well with Kelly and his spacing, cause, uh, with Bam, with Jimmy, uh, back to when they had Justice, when when it was Goron, when it was Josh. Where Kelly's usually been pretty high in the net ratings in his Heat tenure. Uh, you you have a floor spacing big who who's a high level high he's a he's high, a high IQ level passer. passer. Come on, he makes For the right position. reads. He makes good read. I mean, but he's not. He's, not like breaking down defense he's but he's a good passer he can he can hurt he you sees from the, the elbow help. yeah he sees the help he's he can hit you with the pocket pass he can bounce pass he's he's a smart player uh for the most part now if we can get him to stop taking so many threes uh that are not rhythm threes that are early shot clock threes that he can kind of you know run some offense and set your feet and get a good shot you know that that'll be another thing but yeah, defensively, he looked so much better. He was in control uh, in the hedging, great position, uh, held long enough that and and uh, I think I think it was very um, interesting that they ran it against the Knicks because the Knicks aren't a great shooting team, and they dared them to beat them with the shot. And uh, the Red first half block. they were, yeah, the first half they were doing it. <laughs> they kept them in the game shooting like a season high. They, I think the Knicks averaged like nine threes a game or something like that. They said on the broadcast, and they hit like twelve in the first half. So, uh, and the they ran out Cooper Moorhead for that stat. Yeah, and it ran out in the second half. You, you know, you bet on the talent. That's scouting report. That's coaching, and I, I like that. I like that we're now we're trying to you know scout up our our, our opponents. That says stop analyzing stuff we already know. Talk rumors. Let's feed you, Kyle Lowry. <laughs> Rumored to come to the Miami Heat. Listen, we listen to Chad. Don't don't say we don't. Uh, everyone in chat's killing my um killing my beard. It's okay. Well, we're gonna keep it for a little bit longer. Uh, I think the news of the day is, and by the way, we had a whole breakdown of the game on Hangover Time. Check out that on the pod feed or on YouTube or wherever you listen to the pods because we did a lot of the in the, the game stuff there. The stuff we're gonna talk about is mostly Kyle Lowry because he is the guy that is uh that is kind of projected uh, or at least rumored right now. He's available, right? And I think that people kind of follow the tea leaves. Everybody knows Masai Ujiri. Everybody knows how Masai functions, right? They know that he's not going to just sit on a six seed or a seven seed or whatever they're going to be. So I, I want to bring the conversation there because today the news broke on Bleacher Report. It was some anonymous source. So let's take this with a grain of salt. We know how this stuff goes in it. We, we don't know who's doing this. By the way, shout out to Curtis's Hero for the gifted sub, uh, the gifted community sub. We appreciate it. Um, I think Kyle changes Miami's calculus in a significant and season-altering way because 
He's the only guard I would say this about because I think he's an elite player on both ends of the floor. And I think he's also an elite shooter that you trust off the dribble and off the catch and shoot. And I think when you have those dimensions to your offense in conjunction with the best handoff big in the, or maybe the second best or second best handoff big in the league between Bam and Jokic. So let's be fair here. Um, you know, you have a lot of dimensions to your offense while not suffering on defense. Like when you have Dragic. So when you have Dragic on the floor, you know, you have a weak link to attack. And I think the heat want to get to a place where they can field five players that can't be picked on defensively. It's not unlike the Raptors or, or teams like that. Cause even the Lakers, you know, ha- had some weak links on defense or whatever. So Jack, I look at Lowry and that's, I don't know what it would cost to give him up. And we're going to talk about what a package would look like later, but he certainly is perfect for this team. Yeah, I agree that he's perfect for this team. I, I want to quickly on something you said, you said the heat want to field five players where there's no weak link. They mm-hmm. definitely have not shown that in their actions, right? They haven't. Like, they haven't. <laughs> their team building has not reflected that will, but they don't, they um, don't have a choice because you, you have Duncan and Tyler. They had a choice have in the, a, a in the guy summer to retain some of their good defensive players, but we're not going to harp on that. Cause that's been the subject of every podcast yeah. since um, the start of the season. Um, I think Kyle Lowry is like a perfect fit. I think he's exactly who you want. One, he is, he's like a legitimate, um, without like delving too far into cliches, he has like championship pedigree. He, you know, he's been the second best player, the second best player on a title team. I can say that, right? No, he was absolutely the second best player. Second best player. Yeah. Nobody's going to argue with me that with, if anybody argues with me about that, you can go fuck yourself. But um, no, I think he's great. I think he gives you something on both ends. He's obviously a great shooter. Um, he's just an intelligent player. He's good friends with Jimmy, which I think is important. I think there would be instant chemistry. And I don't think he, like most players of his quality and caliber, I don't think there's that much of an adjustment for Spo to make. Obviously, like he allows you to do more just because he's like a much better player. But I don't think... Like Beal is better than Lowry right now, but if you got Beal, you would have to change everything you do, kind of. To I, I disagree with that. I don't think you would. Not every, but like when you add Beal, that's like a pretty big wave to make. That mm. I think does change some of your math a little the bit. Sh- I do the, think the Lowry is pretty easy to slot in, right? I I think yeah, I Lowry slots in, and I don't think you would see a really long period of like chemistry building. I think I can see very clearly how he and Bam would work together, how he and Butler would work together. My issue is I don't see any package that makes any sense because it would require them giving up. I don't know. It it comes down to the conversation we have about every trade, right? Is you're giving up at least one of Duncan and Hero Mm -hmm. and which one is it? And, you know, do you want to do that? I mean, you're probably, you get, you're giving up more too, right? Like, I, I don't know, like Nunn's value is not high right now. No. I know he's been playing well, but he does not have any value. Nobody's fooled by like a short period of. George deep- Sedano is, but other than him, no one's fooled. <laughs> 
I'm encouraged by it, but like it doesn't change its trade value. So Kyle's at 30 million expires at the end of this year. He's an expiring $30 million contract. Getting to that is going to be a little complicated because, you know, you're going to have to give up, you know, I, I imagine, you know, Toronto would want cap space and young players and Miami doesn't have a lot of draft equity. And I don't really know how much Masai wants draft equity. He's not. But even in the even in the Carmelo trade, he got players, not not draft equity, right? So that's let's let's also like understand who we're dealing with. Um, kind of from a basketball perspective, Jack, I totally agree with with what you're saying about like how seamless the fit is and the chemistry stuff. Like Miami already uses their guards as screeners a ton, and Kyle is an incredible screener as a guard. With all the all that that pistol action that they have guard screen is, is going to be great. He can be on either end of the pistol, uh, which is really fun. I mean, he they can do small 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 handoffs. Uh, they don't do that a lot, but I'm I'm sure that the kind of shootability and the physicality of Lowry will allow you some some fun and you can kind of force some some switches and and i think especially when you have jimmy on the floor if you start switching those small small ball screens you could start really working matchups to get jimmy something that he likes uh late in the shot clock uh so the chat's talking about uh precious for Lowry. would you yeah precious in a lowry trade that's i would i would do it um and i think that jimmy's clock is ticking right like jimmy has a timer on him that you know, you, he's playing amazing this year, right? And he's playing very physical and we don't know how much longer he's going to keep that up. So I think it's a tough pill to swallow because I think we all really love Precious, but Kyle is an all NBA, all-star championship proven veteran guard that fits everything that you do. Um, and when you can really feasibly at some points feel the backcourt of Lowry Dragic, your offense is going to be amazing. Because Dragic, you know, Lowry's played with another ball dominant like guard like that. So, it, Frankie, it's almost it's almost a no brainer if they if they can do it, even though it's kind of a tough pill. Uh, to for Precious for Lowry, yeah, I say a no brainer. I, I don't even hesitate, honestly. I mean, it'd probably uh, be Precious, and then you got to get the salary. So, I hope that they can unload the Myers yeah. 10, ten million, and then you have you know, probably Olenek and Andre, and that gets you there. Uh, do they have makes... to unload it? It's just exception, right? Do they have to do anything with that? No, no, they have to. I mean, I'm saying that to, to get to Lowry's 30 million, you got yeah. to trade, right? So um, maybe they can keep Andre. I'm sure that they try to, and yeah. they can try to get other, other salaries, even if it's getting a third team, uh, so that they can keep probably their most important defensive wing right now. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I really like Precious. His effort is outstanding. He's, uh, as a, a 19, 20-year-old big, he's already uh, showing signs that he's valuable on both ends, and he's pretty good both ends right now. The issue with Precious is I don't think there's any uh, like legitimate potential for him and Bam to play together anytime soon or like any willingness from Spo in the Heat uh to play them together and you know precious is very nice i think he's i think he's gonna have a, a 10 to 15 year career in the league as a rotation guy uh barring injury uh but he's playing like 12 minutes a game you're not playing him with bam bam is playing 35 38 minutes a game so i'm not hesitating moving precious to improve our to get our third best player on the team now yeah he doesn't imp- he's not going to contribute this year and I yeah. think G is totally right that Jimmy changes your clock entirely. If Bam was the like only star on your team, you completely, I think, 
punt on this year, probably. Like, I think you would just say we're in too big of a hole. We get rid of our, like, you know, our assets and we kind of um, punt. But like, Jimmy, you got to make the most of every year. And I don't think Precious is going to contribute much this year in terms of a deep playoff run as much as I like him. And again, yeah, he doesn't fit wonderfully with Bam and it doesn't seem like that's going to happen anytime soon. I don't even think like, I wouldn't even foresee it happening that much next year, but like also on that kind of like short timeline issue, the issue is you get Lowry, your biggest issue is still not solved. And if you have to give up Iggy, then you create, like you maximize that one issue that you do have, right? Like the four position. If you don't have Iggy, then that four position looks dark. Like it looks bad. And you can talk about playing Jimmy at the four, but like it's shallow. And if, if you're going all in on a championship with Lowry, which is what you would be doing, um, they would have to figure something out. They would, I think they would still be one move away, one small move, but one move away. So I, and a couple things on this. So I think part of the Lowry thing that's valuable is that you can re-sign him long-term as a free agent and I don't see him having, I don't, I, I, unless I'm reading this incorrectly uh, on Spotrack and, uh, and if chat, somebody can correct me and if, or Brian, you can, you can help me out here. I don't think he has a cap hold next season, which is important because if, you know, kind of like how Dragic this off season, you know, the heat had some cap space, but Dragic's cap hold was bigger than their cap space. So in reality, unless you renounce his bird rights and, and his cap hold, then you don't have cap space. Right. So, I think with with Lowry, not only do you get to re-sign the guy and also have cap space, you can make a move next offseason as well. Now, on the flip side, if you're Toronto, I don't really know how valuable Precious is to you. Uh, Boucher for them is a guy that I don't know how good he is. And I don't think they know how good he is. And I think that there's a lot in, in Boucher that is, they like. He's been their center, but he's not starting for them. They're still starting Aaron Baines or whoever else they else they have in the revolving door centers. Uh, Boucher is, is, is still plays a lot off the bench. Sometimes they start him, sometimes they don't. And I don't know if they're going to want Precious. I don't know if they want Boucher to add another like big. Huh? Boucher is like almost thirty. I I, I think like I think um, you'd That's probably fair. figure out like some kind of three team deal, right? Like, I think somebody you're right that somebody does probably value precious a lot more than Toronto would. But then I would just say like, I think somebody values precious and like enough to get involved in a three team deal where precious is going. To, City? Anytime you get this far into the weeds, I can't predict any sort yeah. of package. Like yeah. I can't, but like, I do think, um, yeah, like routing precious to a third team. What do you got Frankie? And also, um, I mean, we, we talk about Kelly or Andre having to be included for matching purposes. Uh, if if Toronto's trading Kyle, they're not really going to care about a guy like that. So you, yeah, but you, probably... you you want the expiring money is what. No, no, no I, I know that. But I'm saying you those guys are, are valuable to a contender. Uh, so it's possible that you can reroute them, include a third team and, and get something of value for Toronto. Uh, but one of the biggest things issues with the trade is Toronto's ahead of us in the standings. Why the hell are, is Kyle going to want to come here? Well, I, I think that, I mean, let's be honest. I'm sure that a lot of people in the league and, and it's been reported. They don't see Miami as like one of these top tier teams, but I don't think people think that they're fucking a lottery team either. Right. Like they got, they got whacked with COVID. They've had a lot of weird shit happen. Uh, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, we also have to pick up the like the pace before we can really call ourselves a contender. Oh, again. for sure. But Lowry, and Lowry puts him there. Lowry, I I would say Lowry does, especially if we can find some suitable uh, buyout big power forward, baby. Yeah, uh, but I mean, the Heat have uh, have uh, the the disabled player exception. They have the biannual exception still available to them, and they so have they a seven point five million dollar trade exception, and they have that. So they have. Uh, tools at their disposal. I, I'm still going back to OKC. I think it just makes the most sense with their uh, loosening up the restrictions of the pick and they could still get, a, a, you know, I, I could see something like Ariza and he's, he hasn't played for them. He's been away from the, the team all year. Uh, may, I don't know what's going on with him. 102.0. So. Yeah. So, uh, and he's a better shooter. And he, he had, uh, he had this last year where he was playing terribly for the Kings. As soon as he gets to the Blazers, he, he has a resurgence. So he's the kind of veteran that you like. He's yeah. Deadman's still out. He's the kind of, uh, veteran player you like that he's tough on defense. And I don't know. Nobody wanted Deadman so much to the point that I'm scared. Well, do you think like they'll be available in the buyout market? Like, I think yeah. there's a chance. Like, I don't well, know. That Bailey Shields right probably gonna get bought out if he can't yeah. get traded. Yeah, guys like yeah, that. Deadman, I'm confused about because he was good like two years ago. I don't know if it's an injury. He had a terrible year last year, but I don't know what what's going on. That after one bad year, nobody wants him. The Nets are also gonna be able to scoop up these guys too. I, I don't. Uh, chat yeah. saying Rodney Hollis Jefferson. He's a guy I really like, but the problem is that he's just not a shooter. And I think that they just can't afford to play another non-spacer, especially on a bench unit next to Andre. I think that you're really treading water. And I think uh, when you're with the starters, it's one thing because Jimmy is so good and Bam is so good that they'll create. But when you're on that bench unit and it's precious Tyler and Andre, plus another non-floor spacer, you're, hey. you make it tough. But for your 10th guy, for the guy who doesn't have to play every night and he's, he fills in your DJJ role, who could play small ball four, uh, I would much rather have him on the team oh, for than, sure. than Chris Silva. For or, sure. No questions asked. Like that. No like questions those, asked. There's so many or guys. KZ Akpala. Yeah, or KZ. Is George, uh, Hill, is George Hill on the Pelicans or on the Thunder? He's on the Thunder. Bledsoe's okay. the one on, on the uh, Pelicans. Let's, that's another guy that would be intriguing. Yeah. But if they get Lowry, I don't really see the the need for George Hill. They'd, they'd have a that's lot of guards. A, yeah, no, of course. But I, I think I think the George Hill makes more sense. He's uh, he's averaging eleven and and three. I don't think he's playing a lot. Of, he's only playing twenty six minutes a game right now. Uh, that's his role. He's a good two way guy. Uh, he led the league in shoot in three point shooting last year. So perfect fit. So chat's asking if Bailizia can fit in their trade exception. Uh, he he can. It's uh, <laughs> seven million dollars this season. Uh, so they can absolutely get Bailizia with their trade exception. So that that could be something. I don't know if the Kings would want that. I'm sure that they could get something for it. Jimmy him. played with him. He if Jimmy signs off on it, I can see it. I mean, if they make a move like if they do a move right, they're gonna need bodies. So that's a guy, and he's you know not shooting the ball very well this season. He's shooting twenty eight percent, but he's been a, almost a forty percent shooter every year he's been in the league except for this one. Um, part of that is is the decrease in minutes. I'm sure that he can't get into rhythm. Yeah, uh, he's only played ten games. So yeah, he's only played ten games. So I, I take that with a grain of salt. He can fit in their trade exception, oh, and I would God. like that. His nickname is uh, Professor Big Shots. We gotta have this guy. Belitia. Yeah. 
I like, I mean, he's, he's, I think a lot of contenders are going to sniff around that. I think the Nets are going to sniff around that. They can get a guy to place five, maybe. I don't think they're going to, I think there are going to be more fives on the buyout market um, that the Nets will be interested in. They need. They just picked up um, this guy from Indiana. Yeah. His name. Who? The big man for uh, Vonley. Noah Vonley. Yeah. They just picked him up today. Yeah. That's a good pickup. I like Noah Vonley. Um, uh, yeah, chat's asking. Uh, Torres87 asks, what's the price for Lowry G? Aren't you a Raptors fan? What's realistic? I, I think, honestly, any deal for Lowry probably is a is a Duncan swap. I think that he's the guy that I, I look at if you're there, unless they do a, a three-team deal like we're talking about and we'll try to find a, another guy to route over to the Thunder that they would want Precious. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how much the Raptors would want Precious, especially for Lowry. It would have to include that first round pick that they can move, uh, the first available one, plus young player, plus expiring salary, salary cap relief. Any any deal starts with that. I imagine Duncan will be there. And and for those of you who say, you know, why would they want to pay Duncan 18 million a year? Well, I mean, they're paying Pascal Siakam. They just paid Fred Van Vliet. That's a team that wants we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's to win. And if they think that Kyle Lowry is going to leave, they may want to get something, sign a guy long-term like Duncan Robinson, who will be an asset, and he's a very good player. And their offense has struggled. Let's be frank. Uh, their offense does not look very good, uh, even with all these good offensive players. So uh, the extra four spacer is good. Uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Norm Powell and their situation there. And then we don't know the Boucher, like how, is this for real? Is this not? So I think having a bird in hand for them and Duncan Robinson is attractive. I think it's more attractive for them than a guy like Precious. Obviously Hero would be the main guy, but I don't really see Miami parting with Hero for uh, almost a 30-something year old point guard. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball player strikes out when the bases are loaded. The best golfer sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. And the whole process is discreet and straightforward. Get Getting started is simple. 
go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete the online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 to get $15 off your first month. Look, that's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get to roman.com slash heatbeat21. Go get started to save $15 on your first month of treatment. You're not, I don't see them parting with Duncan for Lowry. I don't either. either. That's why, that's why I don't think there's a deal here. We've talked a lot about hypotheticals. Like, uh, are you going to pay Duncan or not? And I'm so sick of that conversation, that whole conversation. We do not know how much money Duncan is going to command. It's a hypothetical complaint. We can go off of precedent. We can go off of whatever. And like, I do think in all likelihood, like if you're going to put money on it, like, yeah, he's going to command a lot of money, but we don't know yet. And like, it's just, he likely will. But again, it's hypothetical, right? Like, I don't think he'll take a team friendly deal, but like that is within the realm of possibility. To the point that. where it is like a totally, totally like useless conversation. Um, that's just Duncan is really good right now. What he does for this team is so important. And if you are talking about like going in all in on this year, which I think you have to, um, I just you'd have to give me a lot to part with Duncan, who is literally like the engine that drives the Heat's offense and like. I think over the past 10 games before the next game, he was shooting like the low thirties, like 33% from three. And that's his slump. That's like, that's like a Duncan Robinson slump is 33% from three for 10 games. And then he, you know, then he goes four for 10 and like, you know, after over a year, he'll go for like a four for seven efficient after a year of being like one of the greatest shooters I've ever seen in my he's life. He's still like, one of the best shooters in the league. He's shooting almost 10 attempts a game and he's shooting 40% on them. That's what, yeah. that's a, that's a basketball wet dream. And that's with every defense keying in on him and him slumping. Like this is, this is cold Duncan. He's right amazing. Now. He's amazing. He's amazing. And I think people forget that because they get af- afraid of the price tag and there is no price tag right now. There's just, it doesn't exist. It is hypothetical. And even if it's likely it's just, I don't think it's worth thinking about. I think it's worth, like, on some level, the Heat are thinking about it. You know, like in trade negotiations, they have to think about it. But I do think, especially in a Jimmy-led Heat team, you're thinking more year-to-year than you are long-term right now. And um, I don't know if Kyle helps this team more than Duncan does. Is that no, fair? That, no, yeah, that, that's ridiculous. Because so, Kyle's a, Duncan, right? Like, you have to look at the return you're getting as well. Like, Kyle's not only a good shooter. Kyle's not as good a shooter as Duncan. But he does command a lot of the space that Duncan gives you. And while doesn't shoot as good a percentage and doesn't have the gravity that Duncan has, he gives you some sort of facsimile of that while being a dog on defense. And I, he will help their offense because not only do they have another really good shooter to fly off of handoffs, now they have a legitimate threat going north-south in addition to Jimmy. Yeah, I suppose you're right about that. I mean, it's just a tough trade-off to make. I just don't think a deal happens. I, I, I don't, don't think it either I, does. I would not give up Duncan for Lowry. Um, and 
I don't think the Heat would either. And Tiffany I makes just, a good point in chat. She's like, Kyle can box out though. And while that is a funny joke, uh, it is also true that he's going to help their rebounding a little bit because their guards are typically kind of not like Duncan's not a rebounder, right? Like, and, and right. Kyle's aggressive and he boxes out and he is physical down there. Something I think is interesting, guys. That I, so let's say let's say they let's say they do this. Let's say Pack is on the phone and, and, and Masai Strongarm is like, I want Duncan a pick and then some expiring salary. And then Riley says, Fuck it, fine, let's do it. At that point, you have Dragic, you have Tyler, and you have Lowry. And you have these three guards. And chat's asking, like, well, if Kyle's here, what does that mean for, for, for Goron? Now, I don't think they'll trade Goron, and I don't think they'll get a lot back for Goron. But if you trade for Lowry with Duncan, do you then try to flip Tyler and see if you can get a guy positionally to help you? That's so tough though but that's not above pat riley we've seen not, him we've just, seen this do it with a team that was a broken rib away from the finals with a legitimate superstar in Dwayne wade and he flipped the entire team over i'd have to know more about how the league values tyler hero i don't know if that many people are going to be clamoring for him i know he has no value, they'll get he's, some, they will get he's going to get a haul like but I don't know. No, but if I'm saying enough. like you flip them for X all-star power forward or X like near Who? all-star like, power I mean, forward. Give me a name and I like or guard. Harry B. I'm kidding. I, uh, I will fight that, that Riley. That was, no, that was, but like, I mean, I would have to have a name in front of me to like think about it. I would be open to the idea. My other question about trading for Lowry, let's say you do it, you have to resign him, right? Like, and then yeah, you yeah. have then you have a really old team going in. You also have to worry about, because this might not be the year for the Heat to win at all. <laughs> I think we have to admit that maybe, like, there are some circumstances that are hurting them and that, like, you can patch things up. And I do think they are they can be built to make a deep run. But, like, shortness of the offseason, I do think, um, like, the whole COVID thing, I worry about, how that's going to affect Jimmy in the long run. Like we don't know how players recover that from that fully Goron is kind of weird right now. There are a lot of like things up in the air that like, even if you make this kind of trade and you go all in, I don't know, you know, especially like once you get to the Lakers, like what happens there. Um, then, you know, this is all we're, all, we're deep into hypothetical zone. Like you get to the off season, Kyle, Kyle Lowry's contract expires. You re-sign him because you have to. And then what does your team look like next year? Like, no, nah, really you're, you're going to have two really good <laughs> players and then bam, right? So you're going to have a, a, a three, you know, all-star type, you know, core with whatever you surround them with. So that's not a bad way to, to start. And I, I get what you're saying. And I don't totally disagree with you. And I think that if you're going to empty out the asset cupboard, you should maybe aim a little higher, but I, I've said this in the past. I think Kyle Lowry is the best point guard in the East. Um, I don't think Kemba Walker's as good as he is. And I don't think Kyle uh Kyrie Irving's as good as he is. And that's Trey Young. Uh Trey, get Trey Young out of here. What has Trey Young ever done? Best point guard in the East is Tyler Hero. My <laughs> my question about like trading Tyler Hero for somebody who's a positional fit, why don't they just do that now? If they're going to do that anyway. Like oh, why I, wait for I Kyle don't, Lowry? Yeah. They could just do that now if they're going to do it. It's because tough Tyler because Hero is not the position or fit that they need right now. But like he's available. He's available. I, and I would want to know who you can get back though, because like if you can trade him for an all-star four right now, 
Like maybe do that and don't trade for Kyle Lowry. And then like Or both. Or both. But like if you if you can keep Duncan and then trade Tyler for like an all-star four, which again, I don't know if that's true. I gotta, I I gotta be totally honest with you. I there's like you look at the kind of really good power forwards that you would be willing to part with your really young, promising rookie. It's just shit that teams wouldn't trade. Like, you know, the Magic aren't trading Jonathan Isaac, right? Because it's like young player for young player. They're just going to keep their young player. Aaron yeah. Gordon, do we really want Aaron Gordon? Like, probably not. And 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 I don't think it's worth trading Tyler for that. Tobias Harris, do we really want Tobias Harris in that contract for Tyler? No. Uh, you know, Kevin Love, pretty washed. John Collins, kind of in the same boat, right? It's like, are we going to trade our young player? Actually, the Hawks might do that. <laughs> Um, I don't think so. John Collins worries me because yeah, they don't I, even like, want, they don't want him over there over time because he just I I really liked him pre-draft. I thought he was really cool. Like, um, I'm still a fan of his, but like he does feel like an empty calories guy, um, in a lot of ways. Like, and they don't want him over there. Like yeah, when the if, team if that you're there doesn't value. want you. That's the thing is like Miami likes Hero because he's really good. Um, and I can't imagine. The val like I don't know if he commands such value that like you you part with him unless there's some sort of like dispute right unless yeah. Tyler like and the Heat like disagree on the well at this like, point it's, if Tyler it's, said you benched me I want to be a starter fuck you like which totally. by the way is the opposite of what he said he actually yeah, has he, some comments uh, that and and real quick I don't want to cut you off but I did I did think that was cool that he he did say that when this is the organization that asked Udonis Haslam to come off the bench for Michael Beasley and did so very professionally and and in stride and then asked Dwayne Wade to come off the bench their franchise superstar yeah. guy Ray Allen came here to come off the bench right Goran Dragic followed Dwayne Wade's suit and came off the bench and then when you know, you can kind of see the, the cause and effect. Udonis comes off the bench and next is Dwayne and then Dwayne to Goron and then Goron to Tyler, right? Like there's um and Hassan. And no. Hassan. <laughs> I <laughs> love that, like the idea of that conversation that like even that the idea that it like the heat tell you you need to come off the bench and they go like you can't do this to me and it's like fuck you we did it to Dwayne Wade <laughs> and Dwayne did it like yeah. in stride and Goron we had these conversations Goron is an ultimate professional if you've ever been in the locker room with Goron you know how a how hard this guy works be like what a professional that guy is and he went to the bench and he said I want to be sixth man of the year like this is what I want to do like he's so when you turn to your second year player who hasn't like been great and you're not winning and you're like hey tyler we're gonna need you to come off the bench because we think we're gonna win this way of course he's gonna say yes coach how can i be better coach and when goron got benched he wasn't even playing worse really like he was the same player like he was like it was his best season in a heat uniform yeah i know he made an all-star team but he was awesome last year he was really good he should have won six man of the year i think um he should have at least been a finalist the fucking clippers thing i'm still mad about that that they gave that's such bullshit oh hold on i love this meet the smallick trade let's say they do the kyle thing let's say they let's say they send duncan they ship duncan over for 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 kyle with with all that stuff then would you do flip tyler for vucevic that's tough oh man i think i'm in okay 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 okay. kyle lowry um, who's your two? Goran Dragic, Jimmy Butler, Vucevic, Bam. What's your bench look like? Listen, 
Bayalitia, a buyout guy. Maybe they can maybe they can finesse to keep Andre. Um I would love to see that team go up against the Nets because it's like you got Vooch and Bam against a team that does not have Yeah, chats Ronde. We bring Ronde in. Let's fucking go. Ronde small I, ball five. Uh Mario Chalmers. My thing with the the whole hero, like any potential hero trade, Casey, you have to think about how much the franchise clearly loves him and how much Jimmy loves him. And they trade right? for Josh. Like, would God, I wish. I think with the right move, obviously Jimmy would be like, "Fuck Tyler Hero, we're you know we got to win now." Kind of like Dwayne Wade, like was cool with trading. Just like, no, they didn't trade. Just no, that was that. No, Dwayne would like, not have been cool with that. Dwayne would have risen hell. No, nah, Dwayne would have been cool. No, with Dwayne would have been cool with it though. Um, it was cool, Quran. <laughs> yeah, um, but I like the right move. But I do think like that just means you have to get that much more of a return for Tyler here than you normally would have, because there are several people who will be very disappointed to see him go. So um, if I'm the Heat with Quran, right? In that like, situation, if in this hypothetical that we're talking about, I try to see what I can do to get Norman Powell from the Raptors, just as a guy. No, we're talking about the fucking bench. At least that guy know, is yeah. like a proven yeah. rotation player on a really good playoff team. On our title right. guy. But like, I don't want to think about why. I know, Norman but I mean, Powell. like in this scenario, that that's a guy that you look it's, at to kind of Jack, help Jack, it's Norman Power or Casey Akpala. No, you're right. Like, <laughs> it's the obvious, but like Norman Powell. Player of the month, like Norman Powell. A really good, dis- like, I just, I'm just imagining him being on the team and me getting really mad. He scowls. Like, oh, he'll piss you off guy. so much. He'll oh, there's really good Norman Powell and then there's really bad Norman Powell. And it's like one of those things where. It's like Kendrick Nunn without the crime. That would drive Heat fans crazy, both in good ways and bad ways. Like, I think he would have, I think what he would get on the Heat and he would have a really hot start, right? Like, I think he would like start off really hot and then everybody would be like, from three we turned dunking. Norman Powell into a superstar. And then he would, you know, fall back down to earth and do stupid shit like the Gerald Green Powell experience. Does. He'll yeah. start shooting thirty percent from three. Yeah, yeah. Um, my thing with Tyler, um, I don't trade him for somebody who is north of twenty-eight. Basically, like for if Tyler? you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna trade him, like you need somebody who's gonna be like in their prime. Like Vooch is is already thirty, and I don't think he turns you into a contender. Uh, like long term, that like that lineup you you just noted with Ky- with Kyle Goron, like Goron's getting picked on like a motherfucker. Well, Goron and start. Vooch are getting put in pick and roll every time down oh, the floor. God. I would love to see Vooch and Bam together because that's ideal. Vooch is shooting forty two percent from three. Vooch is amazing. And, he's and gonna, by the way, he's gonna all rebound. that little cute switching shit. If you play lineups with Vooch at the five and like teams try to get cute and switch their handoffs. You can't Vooch do that anymore because Vooch is not bam. Vooch will take your ass in the fucking meat grinder down there in the torture oh, chamber. Yeah. yeah, man. But we need uh like I'm looking at at I was just go- wanted to go back to Duncan for a second. Like, you know, our fans really talk about his his shooting slump. Duncan is fifth in attempts in the league, and out of the top ten, he he's third in shooting. Who? Duncan. Duncan. Duncan is fifth in attempts in the league and out of just the, the top 10 guys in attempts, he's third in shooting. He's amazing. Over, 
that's over yeah, he guys. Gets held to an impossibly large standard because he's getting measured against a hypothetical contract. Do you know how so hard it is when everyone knows that you're going to shoot time. the fucking ball and you're still great at it? And you're still getting open. Every you're, time! You're and doing, when he's not, somebody else is open. Yeah, and it opens things up. Like he, the, the problem with it, you don't want Duncan to be the third best player on your team. You don't. And I don't uh, but you want him to the, the you want him to be on your team because he's gonna turn a good offense to a great one. He's gonna grease the wheels for everybody else. Thank and Everybody's you. gonna be able to flow. He's a final piece. Exactly. He's he he is co- gonna complement everyone so nicely. There's not one team in the league who's gonna be like ah I don't want Duncan Robinson. I I will not take the six eight uh, elite <laughs> shooting uh, wingman that okay. you're gonna have to pay attention to. The problem with it is is when you go when you base your offense outside in when you have a a Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler you need those guys to be aggressive so Duncan can loosen the wheels because if Duncan if you start with I'm gonna run 15 handoffs for Duncan and he goes four of of 12 then they're not uh, Duncan's confidence is a little shot and you're you're wasting possessions because you're not trying to get inside Uh, so he's valuable but but with Tyler. I need somebody who's who's younger. I need somebody who's gonna fit play with Bam going into the future. I don't. I'm not as as crazy high on Tyler like these people who think he's gonna be the next Bradley Beal are, um, or Devin Booker. I think he's gonna be a very good player, a very good scorer. Um, and it, if he's in in a role where he gets to compliment, he gets to just focus on scoring and some playmaking. Very good. I don't ever think he's. I don't know if he's ever gonna defend well enough to be a starter, a consistent starter. So, so I'm okay t- with moving him. That's why Tiff Tiff is a chat hating on Duncan. He's a final piece when your deck is stacked. I Our think deck wasn't close. stacked last year, though. I, I think I also la- think that gives them value in like even if they sign him to a big contract, I think he's super tradable, even yeah, if yes. you overpay him. Yeah, because the shooting, I don't think the shooting's going away, and I do think he is improving at other things like as far as somebody that good at shooting goes i don't think he's as one-dimensional of a player as like i don't know he's not steve novak or something right right like yeah. no, it's not like he's not. steve novak with a better jumper he he's not kyle corver he, he does some things that like you know he can kind of take you off the dribble like not really but like in a way that makes him not a total like he's a very good corner. cutter He's going to yeah. leverage his shooting ability. He's a very he's good cutter. He's a very good screener. I think he's gotten really good at that little slip pass when he gets doubled. Um, but part of that's on Bam to move. I think that that little step-through jumper, uh, that little mid-range step-through jumper has gotten really good. I think he's a smart player. I think he's a good decision-maker. Um, his lob throwing can be a little better. That shit looks bad. Um, yeah, and but that's I, also he's never done it before. Yeah, I, I think I don't like Tyler Hero's lops. I want to say that. Yeah, I, yeah. I I don't know. Like, they always seem too fast for me. Like he kind of fastballs. That's on. a young. That's a young player thing. It is he'll, a young player it. thing. It's just like I think he gets credit for it because Bam is really really athletic and good. But like some of those like I think there was one lob I'm thinking of particularly like last game, and they were like, "Oh man, what a good lob by Tyler Hero." I was like, no, it was like Bam is just good. He's just he just caught it, and I just, I'm just threw it I'm, up in the air. After watching Dwayne Wade for so long, I'm like such a like a lob snob. Um, lob I like snob. I'm a lob snob because I'm with you. It's all like I know perfect placement where when I yeah. see it. We saw like, D Wade and LeBron. 
yeah, yeah. with football throw it to each other from one side of the court to the other. Dwayne Wade could throw a cross court lob to Kelly Olynyk. That's talent. Throwing he a lob to Bam <laughs> from the free throw line—that's not talent. Anybody could do it. That I could do that. Old ass Dwayne Wade in his last game threw a half court alley oop to Duncan Robinson. Exactly. That's right? true. Like, I forgot about that. I don't believe Tyler Hero could throw a lob to Duncan Robinson. Yeah. No, I'm with I'm with you guys. Wade, is, his passing is so underrated, all the time. Anywhere he had every pass, he in was the book. almost as good as LeBron as a passer, and I don't think that was ever talked about. It was insane. He, how he Wade the is the best roll. passer LeBron's ever played with. Not even He's, a question. I don't think there's a. Is there a close second? No, 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 no. So. Maybe Rodgers is probably it, the, like Kyrie. You can what? probably probably Love is the second. I like you yeah. Might be Rondo. Rondo probably. Yeah, oh, Rondo. yeah, I guess he yeah, played Rondo. with Rondo. But Rondo, uh, Dwayne Wade, way better. Rondo, yeah. Dwayne's a better yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear that argument. Rondo's, Rondo's an overrated passer. Rondo's overrated, yeah. period. Rondo's, Rondo's an overrated passer because he couldn't do anything else. Is so Rondo a Hall of like, Famer oh, to you? Man, he's so good at... I've had this conversation um, with people. I don't think Rondo's a Hall of Famer. No. Is he he's still with the Lakers? Yeah. He has two, no, cha- he has two titles, a bunch of All-Stars. I think he has an All-NBA third team. If he keeps doing what he did last... He sucks. He's in Atlanta finals. right now, by the way. No, he's in Atlanta? Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he was We're with the Lakers. No, he left. Okay, well then definitely not. Yeah, he got paid. I oh, thought, it, like, if he kept doing what he did last year with the Lakers, then, like, there's an argument. Two-time champ, four-time All-Star, All-NBA third team, two, All-M- two defensive first teams, uh, two defensive second teams, three-time assist leader. Uh, How was he in college? Who did he play for in college? Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky. Oh wait, no, that's where that's where he was born. No, he played in. Kentucky. And he went to Kentucky. <laughs> he went to Kentucky, but did yeah. they win anything? Uh, probably. Does Kentucky? No, I, don't I don't think know. so. No, no I don't think is, so. This was before Calvary. Because because that is the basketball Hall of Fame, so they like count that stuff. So yeah, I think he's a no. I think he's like a fringe, but like he's only a four time All Star. I I did not know that. Like Bosch, I think is a like shoe in for an All Star. Yeah, he's gonna make it next he's year. He's definitely for sure. an Hall of Famer because he has like seven. Seven all-star appearances. So is it only great. seven? He no, has I at least he... seven. I think the bar is like, I Bosch think the like stat 10. that like Bomani posted a long time ago when he was arguing about 11. this was 11 like, time all-star in your fucking face. No, but like the thing I'm arguing, like the stat is something like, I, and I'm going to, this is a stat I heard like years ago. It's like um, the people who have both won a ring and made seven all-star teams and not made a hall of fame, <laughs> like is I think either short or non-existent. Like, I think if you have seven all-star appearances and you've won a ring, like you're shoe in for the hall of fame. So what, a, what about call. Kyle? Kyle's at six all-star Kyle appearances. Kyle is a hall of famer for sure. I, I think, think so. so, but people would argue. Hold he, on, hold on. Uh, on uh, the basketball, basketball reference, it has the player similarity score. You want to guess who Rondo's most comparable to? Justice Winslow? No. Damn it. Avery Andre? Johnson. Avery Johnson. Oh, yeah, that's the, like <laughs> Derrick Rose was only a three-time All-Star and only a one he only made one All-NBA team. He died during the Big Heat. He of was like 25 was. when he stopped being good at basketball. Like is not I mean, but we'll damn, see him three tomorrow times. night. He's he's not a Hall of Famer, right? No, absolutely. Not. D-Rose, no. No, that he, was I think a, I think he's going to be the deserve. first MVP. That's not that's. Not I don't think he deserves. Chat, this is a good one. Is Andre Iguodala a Hall of Famer? I I, I would say, so. I would say no. I think so. You I think, think so? 
The Olympic I, stuff could help him because he is a gold medalist. He's got a, I mean, he's got, like, he's got a finals like, MVP. He's yeah, got three times, three time champ, MVP. finals MVP, one time All Star. Ooh, that's gonna hurt him. Uh, one All Defensive First Team and one All Defensive Second Team. I gotta say, bullshit that he has that few All Defensive yeah, teams. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, totally. Yo, the All Defensive Team Dwayne, sucks. How many? How many does Dwayne have? It's like a, yeah. it's, it's it's offensive. The Iggy thing. I'm a, Iggy's one of my favorite players. Like when he, he played for the Sixers, Iggy. can we as a like a okay. show stop Andre calling Eagle. him Iggy? Andre Eagle Dollar. Um, when he started, <laughs> when he was playing for the Sixers, I was like, he was probably one of my like non-Heat favorite players. And then his Nuggets career was really under. Like he did like that Nuggets team, like turned around when he joined. He was really fucking good. And then like. How many finals MVPs are not in the Hall of Fame? That'd be something I'd like to see. How many MVPs are not? Because I don't, I wouldn't put Derrick. How many in the Hall MVPs? Of Fame. I wouldn't I think, put Derrick Rose. I think, I think Rose think is going to be the first one in the I, Hall of Fame. I don't think Derrick Rose should get in there. He might get there because people have a nostalgia boner for him, but I don't yeah. think he should. I don't think he I don't even be. think he should have won MVP. I don't think so either. I think LeBron deserved it that year. Westbrook yeah. also had, I think Westbrook had like an identical statistical season to him. You know, people really like overrate him in retrospect. He was really impressive, but like he was flashy. He more impressive than Westbrook. I will always, I always re- refer to this. Their offense was awful, and the team was always better, like statistically, when he was off the floor. They were winning minutes when he was off the floor because the defenses on those teams were so good. They were so aggressive, and he was a good. Obviously, he's a he's a special offensive player. He was a but special they, offensive player. But the Bulls took the heat to five both ways, right? Like that, like a non-Rose yeah. Bulls team, like what was it, like no. 2012? No, they, Didn't they it, take him to five? No, Rose played. In 2012? The no Rose, the, 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 the year no, that Rose played did in not 2012. play. I don't think he played in 2012. No, he no, 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 they, they didn't play against the Bulls in 2012. Yeah, they lost in the, the first round. They were the one seed. They lost to the Sixers, yeah, and then the Sixers played the Celtics, and then we played the Celtics. And that, that was Uncut Gems. Yeah. Yeah. I, my favorite part of I haven't seen Uncut Gems. I've only heard about Uncut Gems. And my favorite thing is I was like, you know, I tell my non-sports friends, I was like, you know, that he bopped that Celtic ass the next series, right? <laughs> seven. I'm more impressed with, I think Noah, I'm a huge Noah fan. And I think like. Different era. Different era of Marcus. But like. <laughs> Rose is great. But like Noah made that Bulls team go like. Noah oh, yeah. was so underrated. Like as a defender, Uncle as Lou? an offensive player, Uncle Lou, Lou, they had a really good team around D Rose. It's, Heat and five. Heat and five. But like they had a really good team, like a really good roster, I think. And Tibbs they was also, a good coach. They also had like no three point shooting. Remember yeah. it was Corver off the bench. That's it. And it was like Rip Hamilton. The Kurt Heinrich. Rip, Rip Hamilton, Keith Bogans. Like they Keith were. Keith Bogans, that's a name. They it's, had had to grind you to a halt. Somehow Keith Bogans and Dwayne Wade were in the same draft class, and I always pictured Keith Bogans as like 15 years older than Dwayne Wade. So is Duncan cool. Robinson better than Kyle Kyle Korver? 100. Like percent Peak as, Kyle yeah, Korver. Yeah, yeah. You, so. you, you take because because Duncan is just and, and by the way, like Kyle Jay was Watson. a mover as well. Kyle was great, a, a great. And this is actually something Nikias is great at putting things into perspective. Next time Nikias comes on, we got to ask him like. I just think Duncan offers you a little more ball skill than Kyle and, and Duncan's just a much better shooter on the move. I always, I always talk about this when I talk about Duncan. Um, 
one of my favorite people doing anything around basketball is coach, uh, coach David Thorpe. He's for true hoop right now. And yeah. uh, I, I sometimes coach Thorpe appears on podcasts and, and Thorpe does a lot of developmental coaching of college players, of NBA players, of young players. UD. He does coaching at every level. He and coached one, UD. Huh? He coached UD. He did. Uh, he's, he's done a lot of really cool stuff. He's like one of the smartest people doing anything on basketball. Check out true hoop. They're amazing. And he came out, he went on a podcast with Dave Dufour, a friend of the show, Dave Dufour. Um, and, or it was low. I don't remember. So the Dave Dufour is Zach low. He was talking about Duncan, how they coach shooters. Now after one year, after seeing Duncan for a year, Thorpe and other developmental coaches are like, Oh no, 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 no. We got to teach what Duncan's doing. We're not going to teach what JJ Redick and Kyle Korver did. We are switching because the way that Duncan moves and the way he controls his body coming off a screen, going up the body control, all this like stuff about Duncan, the way he runs routes is what we're going to teach people because he has perfected this art. I have a question about another hall of fame question. Oh, I love Does the 2015 Hawks starting five. Are they <laughs> hall of is that yeah. a hall of famer? Yeah, for sure. For easy. That's easy. a hall of famer. That's a hall of famer for sure. Former player of the month. The Hawks starting five. That all all of them made an all-star team besides uh Carroll, right? No, Carroll was oh yeah, not yeah, he was a six man. Yeah, Carroll six wasn't man. an all-star. But like he he was in that player of the month. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, but he was the only one that didn't make the all-star team that year. That was such Kyle Corver, <laughs> do you remember they were just giving Kyle the ball to shoot? That was funny. That was and the worst all-star, all-star game ever. It was. What a, I what thought a that Hawks team. team was gonna beat the, the Cavs. I did too. They were really I, good. It was I've never felt more stupid. No, great. the the I, two times I felt the dumbest watching basketball was when I was so sure that Hawks team was going to wax Cleveland, and when I was so sure that the Raptors team that you know when Mark Jones said LeBronto that series where LeBron just stole their soul, I was convinced that the Raptors were going to beat them. Convinced. Turn a O two into a O three. That shit was <laughs> the greatest video ever. That was so good. All right, guys. Uh, I, uh, Hold on, I want to harp in on these all defensive teams that we were talking about Rondo and stuff. Yeah. You know how bullshit the all defensive team. How how come we only have two teams and for the for offense we have three? Yeah. You have guys. You know who has more all defensive teams uh, in his career than Sean Marion? Kobe. Has- oh yeah, obviously. Yeah, but Hassan Whiteside has made more all defensive teams than than Sean Marion. Sean Marion no didn't make way. a single all-, all defensive team. Hassan made an all defensive team. I don't remember that in fifteen yeah, sixteen. Made- yeah, I remember that. It was um, it's Kobe Bryant bullshit. has more all defensive teams than Tony Allen. On reputation, part of that more more so than deserved. Well, no. Tony, Tony has three career. first. Three first and three second. What does Kobe have? I, I think Kobe, Kobe might has have like that. fourteen. <laughs> Kobe has. Kobe has a ton. Yeah, Kobe has. A, Kobe has way too 12. many. Twelve. He has twelve. How that does Kobe last... have nine first all defensive teams? Well, some of them are reputations. And then I'm sorry, he was not a better defender than Dwayne. By the end, I'm sorry. Yeah, by the end. I don't I think mean... Chris Paul was either. By the way. CP3 took a lot of those from Dwayne too. Watch me this morning hates our Hall of his, Fame talk. We never get to do this. His last all defensive team was about? 2011. You want to keep talking about Kyle Lowry? I mean, I, I, I do. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.